Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. I need every person to lift up your hands in the presence of God. We are in the month of October and I have a specific prayer for this church. Father God, let your anointing come upon your people the spirit of prayer and intercession as never before. From this moment on, O God, Lord, we dedicate ourselves unto the work of God for this specific hour in Jesus' mighty Name. And if you agree, give the Lord a praise offering in this place. Amen. Amen. Welcome, church. We are truly in the month of October and it is usually a month where it gets tense in the spirit. And I have already started to experience strategies and things that's busy happening and we want to take the church to the place right now, right from this moment to enter into a prayer and intercession. Are you ready for that? Yes. Let's get excited. Amen. Because God changes destinies when people take prayer serious. There's no destiny. Nothing comes to a person. Your destiny is in your prayer life. If you don't believe it, the moment you got saved, What are those first things that God imparted to you that you should start in your life? I remembered, I really, this is from my heart. I remembered going from the tent, giving my life to the Lord, sitting there in that flat where myself and Guzzi lived. And that evening when it became dark, I sat there. And I said, God, what now? And immediately there, the spirit of prayer came upon me. And the first thing God gave me, He first gave me a desire for His Word. And the second thing, the spirit of prayer entered my life. Church, if these two things are not present in your life, then there is a serious problem. A serious problem. You know, over this whole weekend, my, myself and I know the pastors and definitely Pastor Harold, we've been, I've been intensely aware of people and their lives and the problems we are facing. But there is a great solution for this hour. There is a seriousness in the spirit and God wants to, wants to take His place, His people to a new place. And it is up for the taking. So if you have problems, we have these massive piles of prayer requests. And it is truly our privilege to pray over that. And we do take that serious. It is one of these, the most serious things we take in this church. You know, and to be obviously under Pastor Harold's leadership. We, we have come under a man and a woman of prayer. 
You, God has placed you specifically here and have planted you. We have seen in the past couple of months how the church have grown. Many of you do not know maybe what this church is all about. Maybe Jesus. Let me stand still. <laughs> maybe you are still learning what this church is all about. And the main thing, the main thing, we kept the main thing for all of these years, and it truly is that we should pray. One thing, amen. So I want to read to you some statements of great men, great men that lived, that spoke on prayer. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. The man that started the greatest revival, and we are still benefiting from this man, Martin Luther. Charles Spurgeon said, true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. There is activities in the spirit, transactions, literally financial transactions, transactions to do with people's lives, transactions done in the spirit with a commodity of prayer. And God wants to provide movement. Let's take this one. Amen. Ian Bounds, listen to Ian Bounds. Prayers outlive the lives of those who uttered them. Outlive a generation, outlive an age, outlive a world. This is prayer. How many of you know what is the oldest book in the Bible? This church is informed. I was expecting the book of Genesis. <laughs> but this church reacted correctly because many of you have been through the Bible school. Do you know that the book of Job is the first thing that were first things that were penned down? And the first things that were penned down is transactions that happened in the heavens where Satan came. You see, God said, I can read it to you. God said, had a meeting. There's a meeting in heaven. There's a lot of meetings in heaven, church. Right now, there's a meeting regarding this church. Regarding your spiritual life. The Bible, there's a meeting. There's a gathering. There's a transaction that's busy happening. God is, is invited His angels to present themselves. They were invited, but someone else is not invited, but he had entrance into the presence of God. An uninvited guest. An uninvited guest that would so severely impact a person's life that I do not know if there's any person in this place that have been what Job has been through. 
When God takes 10 of your children and He allowed it, God allowed things to happen to Job. But the end of Job is that a transaction happened in the Spirit where God restored to him much more than he had. Church, do you wanna tell me that God is not God? That He's not aware of you and I and you and me in this, in this hour? Is God, is God enjoying what He created? Or has He given us an opportunity to join in in the transaction making of heaven? But it's for those, for those who's willing to pay a price. For those who take this hour serious. God has planted you here for a purpose. You are not in a church just to be in a church. You are here so that the spirit of what happens in that church might come upon you. And when it changes you, when it, when it turns your life around, then suddenly you find yourself that you start making and doing transactions in the Spirit. I need to get to my Scripture. Psalm 107 verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy is endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What are you saying? What are you saying regarding your future? Do you know that we are currently living because of the prayers we did last year? Because of last year's intensified prayer during specific events that we have been going through or we went through. And God is calling us once again, once again in this month to come together, not to neglect the gathering of the saints, not a church service, not a prayer meeting, not a cell group gathering, nothing. We should be together as we move to make our future sure. And this is done in prayer. It's not done where we relax. Or maybe you're working hard in your job. I've got to work hard at my future. I've got to work hard to get this money in. It is connected to your prayer life, dear brother and sister. Let the redeemed say so. What are you saying? Are you saying, oh my word, we don't even dare to speak such words over our lives because God knew that we would be in such an hour. But He is the head of the church and the head of the church has placed in every family a head of the home. I am currently busy praying for men like never before in my life. Like never before because I've seen Satan keep men from praying. Why is it that in all churches that there are mostly women in prayer meetings? Is it because of their sensitivity to the Spirit? Or is it maybe because that golf is better? 
or whatever out there in the world. This truly is an hour of prayer. It is your future that is connected to what is busy happening right now. So God is God in the good times and the bad times. Amen. He never changes. He's waiting for his church. Always been waiting for his church to take him serious. And there are people who have taken him serious. There are people who have done their work. But God is putting out an invitation for his church to come together like never before. Amen. Proverbs 15, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer, the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart. A good report makes the bones healthy. Now I can jump. <laughs> listen, listen actually to what the Word of God says. It says, a good report makes the bones healthy. A good report is the kind of report you pray a good report is not when the doctor writes out the positive prescription. Although that helps the body. We are spirit, soul, and body. Sometimes we need something for the body. <laughs> but a good report is when the Scripture, the Word of God, forms my life. I've got to form my future with the Word of God. When you see clouds, dark clouds on the horizon, then you should be on your knees rejoicing that you know the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, that you have the opportunity to pray. Amen. Get excited, church. Come on, get excited. Yes. There's a good report for your family. There's a good report for your health. There's a good report for your wealth. There's truly a good report. I have seen how God has taken in this, during this COVID period, people that have lost everything in our family, everything, where they said, now this hundred rand is the last that is in the credit card, in the overdraft. Now there's nothing more. And then the husband and the wife took hands like they've never done in their life. They humbled themselves in the sight of God. And God, by taking God at His word, He has totally, in a very short time, restored every single thing. And they are debt free. That's our God. That's what He wants for you. Amen. Praise God. So now I want to get to a bit more serious part. I love the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, to me, is one of my inspirations in life. I've studied his life in Acts 16 from verse 14. Acts 16 from verse 14. Now it happened as we went to prayer. You see, right in the New Testament, everywhere the church went, they went for prayer. When they woke up, they had to find out, where's the prayer meeting? Where's the prayer meeting? Now it happened as we, there's a we, that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought a master's much profit by fortune telling. 
This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, I'm going to stir something in this church today. I want to stir something in your life today. Amen. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. Have you exceedingly troubled the enemy with your prayers? But you see, you cannot exceedingly trouble anything if you do not become annoyed. When you become frustrated... Not frustrated for the circumstances, but Paul, he was frustrated and annoyed because he had the work of God to be done. That's what annoyed him. But he had wisdom. Paul dealt with this girl at the right time. He could have dealt with the girl at the wrong time and the work of God could have been stopped. But he waited. You see, Satan here was patting him on the shoulder. Satan literally came through the girl and said, you, shop, you are a servant of the Most High God. And they even used the right name, terminology of God's name there. Most High means Most High in authority. The Most High, everything and every person submits to the Most High God, specifically in the area of authority. But Paul waited. He waited. He waited. And he waited. You see, he firstly had to preach the gospel because the word is always first. And once he preached the gospel thoroughly, then he said, your turn. And immediately he cast out that demon. This is the hour that we start casting out demons once again. This is the hour that we get to the place. I do not understand where, why there's so little manifestations of demon spirits. Because the deep, there's a lot more people during in this time than the time of the Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, a spiritual church is a powerful church. And do not tell me there's a resistance going on that there's no more a devil. The devil has retired. He's on pension. He went away. He's had enough. You see, the, 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 the God is a jealous God. So is the devil. He wants to take every single person he can with him to hell. That's his plan. And our greatest weapon, our weapon of mass destruction is that we keep people out of hell by our prayers. So the, the weapons of mass destruction is the weapons of mass disruption. But when there's silence in the church, when there's silence in my home, when there's silence in my workplace, when there's silence in my car, when there's silence in my office, what then? 
what, what on earth then? Then the devil is allowed to do whatever he wants. But Paul, greatly annoyed. Have you got the passion of Christ on you? You see, the passion of Christ, when he burns on you, you want to spend time with him. You want to hear his heart. And his heartbeat is for you and me and those around us. And when his heartbeat takes over my heartbeat, that's the place where I say, it's no more about me, but it truly is about the lost. Truly is. And prayer causes a person to pick up on God's heartbeat. If you do not have the love for lost people, if it's not present, then your prayer life need to intensify. You see, God gives that to people he can trust. To people who's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that is the power unto salvation. Yes, church. And this power is still working. And I believe the power is increasing upon those who take God serious. We need to fight. The wrestling match is on. I have never wrestled in my life. How many of you have wrestled? I don't know what, it's, what wrestling is all about. I know it's about grappling. I've heard the word grappling. For the MMA fighters and the jiu-jitsu people, whatever. But it's time to take a hold. To take a hold of your future to take a hold of what God has for you, to take a hold, a serious hold, and to hold on to that and go on your knees. Now, church, now, listen to me, now, church, daily, daily, every family come together. Daily, we are preparing so that when the end of the month comes, there's going to be such a release that South Africa will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. So I don't want, I really want to change mindsets here today. There's too many people and as a pastor, I've heard these things for too long. And these things are, I find it difficult to read my Bible. I'm not the Bible reading type. Boom. Jy slat yourself met hammer in die finger. It's, Wait, let's go on. Listen to this one. I've had people, men, tell me, I'm not the prayer type, eh? I mean, Pastor Harold said, what is forever? And then some people say, I'm not the evangelistic type. Believe me, every person right now in hell if they get a second chance, they will be the Billy Graham and worse that is this planet has ever seen. Yes. They would give every second of their life to have it over. They would, they would be the most serious Christian that it would exist. And we have that opportunity now, today, right now. God is changing mindsets here. And then... I'm not the tithing type. 
<laughs> yeah, that one. Oh, the devil loves that one. You know, I didn't grow spiritually until I started tithing. Hear this. This is a big one. First of all, I didn't have the money. Okay. We didn't have. And Satan knew it. And I could not enter leadership because how would I tell people? I would be a hypocrite if we were to have the cell group discuss tithing. It would be impossible <laughs> to. And God said to me, listen, listen, trust me. Start at a certain place. Trust me. Your future is in my hands, your finances. And I said, Lord, okay, now help me. I've seen some new people join our church, and I've heard of some people who's finding it very difficult because you've never been exposed to the area where God wants to be in charge. But I want to tell you, once the Lord takes over that area, whatever you have now, whatever you have now, is nothing compared to what God can do for you. And the greatest blessing, listen, the greatest blessing of the tithe, it gives me peace. How do you like that? Man, that release, there's a release of peace. God's got me. He's got me. So please, if you have a problem in that area, we are ministering for that after the service. Okay, the pastors will be here. If you want to take a step of faith, if you want to say, you know what, Lord, I'm not at the right place in my finances. I know I need to get to that. Please pray for me. And then you start. There's a lot of strategies. You see, it's your prayer life many times is connected to all of these things. Because if those things, you see, you need to make a commitment first. Once the commitment is made, it's like repentance. Then God starts working but he needs you to take the first step. See, there's no such thing as casting out sin. Have you ever heard that, that God casts out the sin in your life? No, sin is put on a cross. Obedience is something you submit to, you decide to. You say, this is my decision this day. Come, let me put it, come hell or high water. I don't know where that comes from, but that's, that's a good statement. Come whatever. I remember when, when myself and Gussie said, you know what? Right now, nothing changes us anymore. Now we move beyond the point of going back. And when you get to that, when you move to that, when you step into that, you will be so surprised what God can do with you and to you and through you. And then some people say, I'm not the leader type. You are the leader of you. Do you want to tell me when the Holy Spirit enters a person and the Holy Spirit starts guarding your life that you cannot do, you cannot lead? Satan, that's where he gets his greatest glory. His greatest glory is, his, is that he, he takes your destiny and he grabs it and he tells you you are not good enough or wait for the right circumstances if any person specifically pastor Harold and Maud had to wait for the right circumstances to build this church it wouldn't have happened 
It always takes a step of faith in the right direction where you don't feel there's provision, where you know there's nothing, but you have to take the step of faith. God only works through faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. Impossible. It's impossible how that clock works. So this is for the fathers, Ephesians 6, 4. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. I wanted to say that with a previous sermon. But this is for every family. If you have a child in primary school, it is key to the future of this nation. It is key to the future of this church and every church. Start teaching your child scriptures. Listen to me. This is like serious on God's agenda. Because when your child understands scripture, your child will be able to pray. And when your child prays, your child will be a child that's used by God. That thing was so heavy on my heart, I couldn't let it go. God says, fathers and mothers, start training your children up in the admonition of the Lord. Because the, we are building the future. If the Lord does not return, five years and ten years from now, those little ones will be in leadership in this church and they will be taking on the kingdom of darkness. Yes, amen. So, let me finish here. Colossians 1.26. Colossians 1.26. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in wisdom. Say, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I am in a church that warns me, that teaches me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Be grateful for your church, dear brothers. Be grateful. Then it says here, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end also we la I labor, striving according to the working which works mightily in me. <laughs> oh, my word. There's a mightily working in us when we really get down to the prayer, the business of prayer. Our children needs it. This nation needs it. And it's the right time. You know, I'll finish with this. There was a bodybuilder from America who came to Africa. And he came to one of the villages somewhere in Africa. I don't know where. And he was massive. Massive. I mean, he had muscles that I didn't know they could be places. And he went to the tribal chief and he put on a show there. 
I don't know, they do that kind of thing. I don't know if it's for that. <laughs> you know, it's, and, it, you know, and the, the chief said, I have never seen such a massive person. Never. How did you get it right? You know, and there, but the chief asked him the next question. What are you doing with it? <laughs> Can you imagine? You go to the gym just to look good. <laughs> Prayer is not about looking good. Prayer, you see, we have the armor of God, which is mightily working in you. Mightily powerful for those who take prayer serious. Please stand up, church. Let us pray. Give the Lord a praise offering. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we praise you in this place. We lift up your holy name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your church here this morning. We thank you that you are busy stirring up, reigniting, rejuvenating. Lord, you are changing destinies in these couple of weeks that lays ahead of us. Father, every family here commits to pray together. For those who pray together, stay together. I pray today, Father, let the Holy Spirit charge us. Take charge of us. Let the power of God mightily work in us. Oh, Father, we stand ready to do your will in this nation, in this hour, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord. God bless you. We love you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.